Life is good, but it can be better. <laughs> I torture you, take my hand through the flames. I torture you, I'm a slave to your games. Hello, and welcome back to But It Can Be Better, the podcast where we review and critique the films of the DC Extended Universe. I'm Jesse Drake. And Sarah Drake. Today we're reviewing Suicide Squad, the 2016 film directed by David Iyer, who also directed Fast and Furious, and the movie Bright that was released on Netflix a few years ago. This film also stars Will Smith, Jared Leto, and Margot Robbie. Uh, before I begin just talking about the rest of this movie, I think it's really important that I point out, because I didn't point it out on the last review, that the executive producer for this film and Batman vs. Superman, and probably some future films too, is Steve Mnuchin who is the Secretary of the Treasury under Donald Trump. Uh, I just think that's really funny that that is like, because like this is a film that people would oftentimes like review in light of the Trump era, like particularly the Joker and how he's kind of like the end of the era politics type of Joker. uh, And just like about like pure manipulation rather than like violence or chaos. Uh, And I think like it's, that's not a correct reading entirely related to Donald Trump, but it is really funny that Steve Mnuchin is part of this. That's the guy who is basically responsible for sending out this first round of stimulus checks. Well. Yeah. So it's just really funny that he's in this. His his wife like also writes and directs stuff and I guess it's really bad. Oh, well, I guess he did a better job than her. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these films have been more successful too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So getting back to Suicide Squad. Just to go over exactly why this film uh, exists, why it's put in here uh, in the universe, um, I guess you could say first off that this is kind of like DC's version of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It's your rogues gallery. Yeah. um, Except like the Guardians of the Galaxy characters are much like more funny and like, I don't know, less problematic. Yeah, they don't really seem like criminals. Exactly. Even though they are. Yeah, they are, but just like purely because like, financial reasons for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we have this character named Amanda Waller, uh, who is a woman who, I don't know, works for the government or something in some capacity, who has this idea of putting together a squad uh, uh, to face the rise of metahumans, and also this is all taking place post-Superman's death from the last movie. Uh, so she's making this task force because she needs to keep everyone in line, including anyone like an outside threat or metahumans already exist in this world. Uh, also, she needs these people to be evil. Yeah, which is a really confusing prerequis- prerequisite for this group of people. Because like, why do they have to be just already evil? Yeah. To to fight other evil things. You could argue that like more metahumans would use in the real world like their power for crime. I yeah. think that's probably, yeah, that's probably realistic. Uh, it's just funny that it's a deep, like, a, it's a comic book universe. You could just make them more, like, less problematic. They don't have to be, like, murderers and, like, yeah. psychotic serial killers. And I think she's going after, like, the evil metahumans because, you know, they have nothing to lose, really, and she wants to control them. She thinks yeah. she can just control whoever she wants to do whatever she wants. And it's easier to do that with people who are in prison you know, already evil. Yeah, the, one of the methods of controlling them is through this character named Rick Flagg, who has fallen in love with a, a character named June Moon, Dr. June Moon, 
Uh, these are one. This is what I love about doing like comic book movies in general. Is all the names were invented eighty years ago when like names were like Donald McSchmuck and like stupid names like that. It's so funny to put these people in like a gritty, realistic modern universe. I think. Yeah, like Rick Flag. Yeah. Who... Other other possible names were uh, Bobby Gunn, um, uh, Jim Hartland. Some really great names that we could have done there. Robert uh, Smith. <laughs> Well, I just mean, like, making a joke about, like, his his last name is Flag. Like, it has to be patriotic. Also, we'll probably get to this later, but he is also, like, just another one of these southern characters. Like, America's Heartland characters. Because in the first movie, you have Superman, of course, from Kansas, and also his dad, who's, like, a farmer and and very much, like, uh, just a a satire, like, almost a caricature of, like, what your average Midwestern, Midsouthern type guy is. In the second movie, you have that senator from Kentucky. Yeah. With the Granny's Peach Tea piss joke. Yeah. She knows how to wrestle hogs, too. Don't forget. Absolutely. I'm sure... It's so funny. I I wish that uh, Rick Flagg had said more things like that. He just has this generic, like, I don't know, like, Arkansas, Ozark Ozark Mountain type accent. It's just a a generic Midsouthern type accent. Well, he makes several comments that he's a soldier... Yeah. As compared to the Suicide Squad, who were not soldiers, they're yep. just they're just cowardly, evil people. It's bootlicker mentality. Yeah. For one hundred percent. Okay. Well, then going into just our general thoughts on this movie, uh, how do you think, Sarah? Especially when you compare it to the other movies, and what could be better or worse? Yeah. So I think that Suicide Squad definitely has a better plot. Like, we know what's going on kind of the whole time, and the pacing's also better than. I say, like, Batman or Superman was probably the worst so far yeah. with pacing. Um, and this one, at least you could logically follow, like, the events that are happening. And you kind of know why they're happening. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the intentions of everyone is a lot more clear, too. Yeah. Like, the plot, the plot I, I guess, is better for what, compared to the other two movies. Uh, but at least, like, we understand why Waller is doing this. I think that is something we'll have to discuss during this, is how... Uh, yeah, these are supposed to be psychotic evil people, but the most evil person in this whole movie is the Waller, is yeah. Amanda Waller. Yeah. Uh, but at least, like, that fits, like, she works for our government, like, <laughs> she, yeah. she, and the idea that, like, we wouldn't do these kind of things in the real world, like, make prisoners, uh, like, the most dangerous ones possible, fight for us, absolutely realistic. Yeah. All of those intentions are very obvious. Um, it's also just more understandable and relatable in that way. Yeah, yeah. I'd say the worst part about this movie is actually the Joker. Yeah. He is the worst portrayal of the Joker I've seen. Um, I guess that's just a personal opinion, but I don't like that he's, like, this gangster. He has, like, a posse, I don't know, like, a group of guys that he runs with. Yeah. And this is very different than the Joker we see in, like, the Christian Bale's Batman, where he's, you know, socially, you know, separated from everybody else. If he does a job, like, he kills everybody after. He doesn't keep them around. And, yeah, it just doesn't fit with the Joker. Everybody knows. Yeah, he's a he's a psychological villain. He's manipulative and, like... I guess he is manipulative in this movie, too, but just, like, in a lame way where yeah. he's, like, gets in their face and just laughs really hard. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of that. Well, the main manipulation in this movie is just to, to get Harley Quinn back. Yeah. Which, that also doesn't fit his character. No. He should be using her, but he, he seems to genuinely, I don't know if it's love or what, infatuation maybe. I think it's just someone else who's crazy like him. Right, but it shows caring. Yeah. Which is not true to the he character. He doesn't want to be alone. Right. Like, she's just as crazy as he is, and that makes him feel better. Yeah. 
I think especially when you compare this to the most recent Joker movie that came out, where uh, you know Joaquin Phoenix does a great job just portraying a guy who is just uh, abused and neglected by society. Yeah. Whereas this guy, like, I mean, we don't have a we don't really have a backstory other than like possibly he fell into a vat of acid, right? Yeah. Uh, but that's lame. We don't really know why he did that, or, like, did he do it on purpose or something, so it's lame. Yeah. Like, it just seems like he's super rich in this yeah. movie. It just seems like he's really rich and yeah. does whatever he wants. Definitely. All right, let's go ahead and meet the rest of the squad. First up, we have a character named Deadshot, who is portrayed by Will Smith. Uh, I think Will Smith is always really funny in movies like this. Like, I compared this to Aladdin, where, like, it's like, everyone was like, why Will Smith? And, like, yeah, for the first, like, 10, 15 minutes of the movie, you're like, okay, that's just Will Smith. But the truth is, like, he, he's good at what he does, despite the fact he never becomes the character. He remains who he remains Will Smith the entire time throughout the movie. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, it's kind of like a Nicolas Cage type situation. Yeah, and you can tell that through his tone of voice and, like, how he just says his lines and how he just, like, carries himself yes. through the movie. Yes. You're like, that's Will Smith. Yeah. The whole time. But anyway, yeah, so, so Deadshot is an uh, assassin uh, for hire. Um, that's about that. He has a daughter, an ex-wife, and he loves his daughter and wants to care for her, but his daughter knows what he is. Yeah, and he enjoys doing it. Yeah. He makes, he, he makes that statement that he enjoys assassinating people for money. Yep. And he's very good at it. He is good at it, yeah. That, that becomes a major plot point throughout it. Yeah. Yep. Next up is Harley Quinn. Uh, so anyway, we're also seeing these characters through, it's a place called Belle Reve, it's a... A jail in Louisiana, like down in a swamp in a somewhere. Swamp, yeah. So where Sarah grew up is where this jail is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so we see that they're kept here because like it's like impossible to escape and it's a miserable location in general. Uh, anyway, so we meet Harley Quinn who's like literally locked in a cage. Within a cage. Yeah, within <laughs> <laughs> These are the things it's like, no, that is like, holy shit, that's twisted. If you're like 12 years old. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, when you see it, like, in a movie like this at a, as a grown adult, you're like, what are they doing? Uh, anyways, we see this this guard who is also met, Deadshot, in the movie, meets Harley Quinn, calls her hotness. Uh, I just think it's really funny, throughout the movie, there's a lot of, um, just weird quotes. Just really, things that normal humans do not say. And, like, jokes that are made, and you're just like, that's not a joke, that's just a whole lot of awkward. Yeah, exactly. Just cringe. Just posting cringe. Um, so yeah, we get to, she gets, like, shocked by the cage, it has, like, electrical charges, and we get some flashbacks to, like, how they treated her, like, when she was, like, first arrested and locked up, and it seems like, like, we know that she was crazy before, but, like, all the stuff they did to her is enough to drive someone crazy already. Yeah. They don't make that, they don't expand on that point one bit. Yeah. But it is obvious to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is also when we, like, finally meet Amanda Waller, we find, it's weird that we meet these two characters. I would argue there's only two main characters in this movie. Yeah, for sure. It's, this, it's Deadshot and Harley Quinn. It's the only two that you really care about throughout the whole film. Because it's the only two that they introduce fully. Yeah. Despite the fact there's like 12 main characters. Yeah. <laughs> so we meet Amanda Waller. We find out about her. Um, she says that another cringy line is, uh, you know what bothers me about a metahuman? The human part. And she says, like, we got lucky with Superman because he was good. But what if it's an evil human? And I'm just, it's just like, you know other, like, sentient beings could be evil, right? Yeah, and also a lot of humans are already evil. Yeah. They don't have to be metahumans to be evil. Yeah. And, you know, to expand on that a little bit, like, wouldn't you want 
a supernatural being to also be part human. Because then you have a shot of them empathizing with you and not being evil. You know? Like, yeah. If they're all alien, then good luck trying to get them to care about humans. Exactly. Uh, so we get to see how Deadshot works, like how he gets his money and everything. He's walking with his daughter. And we find out that they like give Batman the drop on his location. And Batman like corners him in an alley. And it's so funny because... Uh, his daughter's just said, like, no, I don't want you to, like, kill for money. I don't like that. Uh, but then, like, Batman arrives and just immediately says, I don't want to do this in front of your daughter. And he proceeds to beat his ass in front of his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> it's this <laughs> really funny part. And he's going to, like, shoot Batman and, and his daughter gets in the way. So yeah. So like, no. Yeah. And he arrests him. Yeah. But his daughter also says, like, I know what you do and, like, it's bad, but I still love you. Yeah. Which is... It's, yeah. It's a very childlike moment, but... For sure. Yeah, that, that actually is, again, like, the intentions just make sense in that way. Because people who have criminals for parents still love those parents sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is what also we get Harley Quinn's backstory. She was a psychiatrist at Arkham Asylum, which is where Joker is kept. And uh, she, like, treats him and thinks that she's fixing him when instead it's the opposite. He's making her crazy. Making her fall in love with him. Yeah. So that she can do all this crazy shit for him. Right. Yeah, who wouldn't fall in love with a face like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is definitely, we should discuss the Joker look right here. Okay. Okay, so the Joker, for anyone who hasn't seen this, he is like your usual Joker, uh, skinny, uh, pale, uh, green hair, but it's like slicked back, and he just has tattoos everywhere, including all over his face. Yeah. There's the one that, on his forehead that said damaged. Yeah. Uh, he's got a grill. Yeah, he's got a gold plate grill. Yeah, he looks he yeah. looks fly. But he looks so clean also. Yeah. His hair is slicked back like he does it every morning. Right. Like, like he, he shower every night. Yeah, no, he's still like musty as hell, but like he doesn't look like how like any other Joker is supposed to look. Yeah, like his like, makeup is perfectly done. Yes. Yeah. Like no he, cracks or anything. He should look like he did his makeup three days ago and kept it on. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got the like the Joker smile tattooed on his hand. Yeah. And he puts lame. his hand over his mouth and oh, I and I hate it. So I hate it so much. Like, he should have it on his face. It should oh, already be there. He's oh, the yeah. Joker. But every time he has, like, a Joker moment, he just covers his... He covers his mouth with his oh, hand. Yeah, and he, like, does a little laugh, and... Oh. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't... It's Jared Leto that plays the Joker here. He's he's uh, famous for mostly just being, like, an asshole. Um, and also, like, he's in other movies that are, like, very famous. He was, like, famously in Fight Club... He gets, okay. like, beat up in Fight Club. Yeah. He's in, for anyone who knows, uh, uh, American Psycho. Oh, one yeah. of my, like, current obsessions. Yeah. He plays Paul, which is the guy who gets an axe to the face. Yeah. Yeah. I would love if there was some sort of, like, Joker, do you like uh, Huey Lewis in the news? I would love that <laughs> if that was in the movie. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, Joker, like, scrambles Harley Quinn's brains in, like, this weird BDSM-type moment. But she lets him do it. Yeah. She's like, I can take it. She wants it. I want to be with you. Yeah. Definitely. And he's just making her more like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also get to see, like, as our complaints about Joker uh, and his looks and just attitude pile up, he's in, like, a club, you know, yeah. with, like, some other criminal underground-type people, and they notice, like, his Harley, he has Harley Quinn, they're like, you've got a bad bitch, Joker. <laughs> it's just like so, and he's like ha, 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 ha. it's it's so lame uh so like they they like run off in their i don't know what they're driving some sort of sports car and uh they like uh are running away from batman at this moment because they like just killed the criminal underground guy that they yeah. met in the club and uh they like crash into the river 
And, uh, the, like, yeah, this is so great. The, it's so funny part. So they crash into the river. The uh, windshield breaks, uh, cracks apart, and uh, we don't see Joker. Assumingly, he obviously escapes from yeah. this somehow, but Harley Quinn kind of, like, floats through in well, the water. Well, she smashes through the, through the windshield. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, and, like, moves through it. Batman dives in to go save her and, like, goes to grab her, and she, like, wakes up and it's like, Arr! and he just, it's so funny. You're seeing, it's point of view, Batman point of view, <laughs> and you just watch his fist just, Right in the face. <laughs> like, just, just like, right, so it just knocks right. It is the funniest moment in the film. Yeah. In, in a film that's supposed to be full of actual jokes. That was the funniest the part. The funniest part of the entire movie. Yeah. That. I also did have a little flashback to lifeguard training. Because, yeah, you're supposed to, yeah, you're supposed yeah. to punch him. That's basically what happened. Yeah. If they're resisting, you're supposed to just knock him out. Yeah, Batman was obviously a... Uh, He's lifeguard certified. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is also we get to meet Captain Boomerang. Uh, he's robbed every bank in Australia, and then he came to the U.S. for more. Uh, this is a Flash villain. We actually get to see the Flash for yeah. a quick second, which is also funny because we still don't know who the Flash is in yeah, these movies. Yeah, we've seen him twice. Yeah. yeah. And we, he hasn't been properly introduced yet. Uh, uh, yeah. And at this time, like, they introduced him and got, it's got, like, all the fun facts about him. And he's got an obsession with pink unicorns. Mm-hmm. Twisted. 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 We also get to meet El Diablo. He is a, I think she even calls him, I mean, I calls him a cholo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a guy who has, like, lost his family, um, like, famous for, like, killing everyone with fire through his hands. Uh, we get to meet Killer Croc, who is just a crocodile man. Yeah, like, this, this dude was just born this way, like, he just looks weird, and then people got really just, like, scared of him and started treating him like a monster, and so, yeah, he just started becoming one. Yeah. And that's the only reason why he's evil. Another relatable character in that way. That that makes sense. Yeah. How we that's how we treat criminals in society. That's how we treat each other. Yep. For sure. Like in a less less uh Yeah, corny way, yes. <laughs> well also in a less exag- exaggerated way, I yeah, guess. Okay. Like we make fun of like ugly people. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's a joke throughout this is that Killer Croc's ugly. Yeah. Yeah. We also get to meet Enchantress. Like we said, it's Dr. Moon who went, like, hiking in the Amazon or something. She's, like, presumably a, what's that called? Archaeologist. Archaeologist, yeah. Uh, and discovered some ancient artifact that uh, uh, released this being called the Enchantress and took over her body. Uh, we find out here that Amanda Waller has taken Enchantress's heart out of her. That's how they control her. Because she's, like, not full power with her, without her heart. Yeah, and they just, like, stab her heart a little bit, and it hurts, and it hurts the Enchantress, and that's how she controls her. Yep. And this is when we meet Colonel Rick Flagg. Like, again, I just love that name. Yeah. He has fallen in love with uh, June, Dr. June Moon, uh, whose body was overtaken by the Enchantress. And it's part of their complicated relationship there. Yeah, that's, and that's... this is a product of... Of Waller's doing, yep. where she arranged that to happen. Yes. Yep. Which, is, I mean, when you think about it for too long, how could she have known that they would fall in love, you know? But I mean, you put two people together long enough. I guess. I guess. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then she can control Rick Flagg through that also. Mm-hmm. So this is when we get to see, like, Amanda Waller has gotten the go for this. Uh, she's meeting at the Pentagon... Um, she talks about, like, you know, what if the next Superman is a terrorist? How are we going to stop him? Uh, we see Dr. Moon transform and how they, uh, they convince, uh, Waller to, like, get the funding to get her crew together and everything. And the, the, the manpower to make it happen is Enchantress, who is able to just kind of, like, kind of like the Flash, just, like, a, like, disappear and come back with, like, from wherever. Yeah. So she, so she, they, they like, tell, like, uh, these guys, like, 
Well, uh, maybe Enchantress here can convince you, and we see Dr. Dune Moon transform. Enchantress escapes, comes back with, like, the nuclear codes from Iran. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, like, again, most realistic part of this is that, like, the military is like, oh, hell yeah. They're like, yeah, we've been trying to get this for months. And, yeah, why wouldn't they want those things? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they get to go on that. Um, we get to see, like, them go through all the team and, and, and see, like, how they would be able to handle, like, actually being controlled by the military. Uh, this is when uh, uh, Enchantress uh, sneaks out, um, like, takes over June's body somehow. Like, gets her to whisper sleep. the words. Yeah, yeah. she's asleep. Yeah, and uh, takes over her body and, and uh, disappears to Waller's room and goes, gets what apparently is some other ancient artifact there and realizes it's her brother is, like, trapped in there. So what she does is she goes, disappears into a place called Midway City. It's just another city in the DC universe. The, lame, the names are really bad sometimes yeah. in DC universe. I don't know. What, I guess Midway probably would be Chicago. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, she disappears there, uh, uh, finds like some guy in a bathroom in a subway and like uh, releases the, whatever's in the artifact to take over the guy's body so that her brother can come back. Yeah. Yeah. Um... This is when, uh, you know, like, this thing is obviously out of control. Her brother has, like, these weird tentacle powers. He can, like, shoot out root tentacle things. Yeah. To hurt people. This is when we get to unleash the team. Uh, we see everybody suit up. Uh, there's another really cringy part because they get flown into Midway. And uh, all the guys are, like, meeting uh, uh, Harley Quinn. And she's like, what's that? I should kill everyone and escape? Sorry, it's the voices talking. She like, makes she whoa. makes several comments like that yeah. throughout the movie. Like, it's like, yeah, we get it. You're you're crazy. You're so crazy. We get it. Yeah. Uh, this is also when we get the great line as they like suit up. Deadshot says, "What are we? Some kind of suicide squad?" Yeah, like after they like hear what their mission is and like they're like, "Oh, mm -hmm. so we're just gonna." Yeah. yeah, it's a nod to uh, a great moment in cinema where Iron Man says, "What are we? Some kind of the Avengers?" <laughs> uh, that's when uh, we see that the the brother is overtake. Oh, we also meet. Okay, yeah, we should definitely put these two in. It's super strange how they add these two characters in the last second. Yeah, a guy named Slipknot who could just like use ropes or something. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, he has like rope power. Uh, and there's Katana, who is just, like, a Japanese samurai lady. Yeah, we get, like, one scene introducing her, and then she's there. Yeah, she's just part of it. It's, like, maybe, like, three lines in the whole movie. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so they're being flown in. Their helicopter gets shot down. This is when uh, they, like, get out, and they, like, travel on foot. Boomerang convinces Slipknot, like, we could make a run for it. The, oh, I should mention that early in the film, they put this, like, little... What's yeah, like, called? whenever they start to deploy the, the Suicide Squad... They, they put them in wheelchairs, they, like, harness their heads, they look like fucking animals in wheelchairs, and then, yeah, they, they implant a item into their neck, and later they find out it's, it's like a bomb yeah. in their neck, that they can detonate, detonate yeah, yeah. Whenever, whenever they would like. So that's what Boomerang is saying to Slipknot, is, you know that's bull. Like, they're just making that up to scare us, it's all mind games. Uh, I'm gonna make a run for it. And he, like, tries to make a run for it, kind of, and gets stopped by Katana. And, like, Slipknot is officially going to make the run away, and uh, Flag pulls out his little iPad yeah. <laughs> thing and detonates it yeah. and blows up the guy. And his, his head, head blows his head off, and everyone's yeah. like, whoa, that's messed up, yo. Like, oh, it's for real. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like, that's exactly what our military... Again, yeah. it's just all very realistic for how we would handle these situations. Yeah. 
so we get to see, like, as they're, like, moving in on whatever this accident is, you know, incident, uh, we see that there's these creatures who, like, have these, I can only describe it as, like, a lumpy turd-type head that, like, pulsates. It's, like, it's just, like, rock-like, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, jagged rock with, like, also, yeah, like, you said, like, pulsates. Yeah, it's just some strange monsters, and, and Deadshot's like, whoa, what is that? And obviously, like, Rick Flagg and the other soldiers are a little freaked out, too. And those things charge at them, and they successfully take them all down. Uh, yeah, we find out that these uh, used to be people, because... Deadshot. Yeah, so, yeah, they, they comment and say, like, this guy's wearing a $3,000 watch, just, this is a human, and Flag yep. goes, not anymore. Yeah, so we find out, just to spoil it, we find out later on that, uh, his, the brother has been, like, or maybe Enchantress as well, has been taking, like, just bodies, just people from inside that it has, subway. It has to be the brother. He's okay. the only one that has, like, the little root things that True. turns people into... Yeah, and so they're turning, like, they even say in it, like, 75-year-old women into, like, monster soldiers. Yeah. Yeah, so that is kind of freaky. Oh, no, it is It is Enchantress, because she kisses them. Oh, yes! And they turn into, yeah. Yes, yes, and it's, like, one of those things that, you know, okay, so Margot Robbie's character, Harley Quinn, like, most everyone else has, like, armor and stuff on, or at least, like, fully clothed and covered, and she is, like, rocking, like, a, a real bottom. tight shirt and a bikini bottom, and, like, all she has, I think this is really funny, is that she just has a bat. Yeah. She's just, like, slightly acrobatic, I guess you could say. Like, pretty, like, in she shape. She has some, some hand-to-hand combat yeah, skills. Yeah, exactly. And, and then she bat. has a bat. And it's just so funny that other, these other people are basically, like, borderline gods, some of them. Or, like, have insane skills. And it's just really funny. She's she has a gun, too. Yeah. But she's supposed to be, like, an insane hot girl. Yeah. That can, yeah, like, just kick your butt just because. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing about the kissing to turn, I actually think this might be kind of a uh, an argument about Orientalism, which is the idea in literature that the Orient, specifically actually like Asia and the Middle East, is a place of like mysticism and also like eroticism at the same time. And though I'm pretty sure that Enchantress is supposed to be from the Amazon, if I remember correctly. I think so. I, I think so. So that doesn't quite fit, but the idea that she is able to kiss people and turn them into like her slaves slash soldiers yeah it is a huge part of literature and actually like not that this is like so clever of them to do this but i was kind of impressed that that was a thing in the movie yeah it's it's misogyny being played up like uh just like understanding what they're doing like they're not doing misogyny just for misogyny's sake oh, yeah they're saying like no this is like a huge part of our society yeah. and like how we view people and how uh things would work in a comic book universe yeah in real life yeah, so they're invading this building. It's not the it's not the subway. They're invading just this random building, and they're taking down people along the way. Um, this is when we find out like Harley's climbing up the stairs, and like has a flashback to when she jumped into a vat of acid. Yeah, because she to sees, be like the Joker. She sees it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just that's just a really funny scene. Yeah, is it is it supposed to be romantic? I think it's supposed to be romantic. I would say to her. Yeah, and no, it is, but it's also like this movie at least had the balls to like put some sexiness in the movie in that way. Yeah. Like, a weird sexiness, but definitely, like, a little kinky. Because yeah. they're, like, in this vat of, like, acid slash, like, paint. Because it looks like paint all around them. Yeah. And they're, like, making out and stuff in it. And it's like, no, like, this this movie said, screw it. Like, we're going to have we're gonna have Hot Topic Joker. That's what he is. He's, he's Joker <laughs> who shops at, shops at Hot Topic. Or Spencer's. Yeah, or Spencer's. And Harley Quinn. They also look like, she also looks like that. Yeah. And they're going to make out. 
They're gonna make out for like a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I mean awesome. that is, that is the love story of this whole movie. It's the Joker and Harley Quinn. I love that. It's so great. At least it has one. Yeah. Uh, so we find out when they finally make it to the top floor of this building that Waller is being saved. Yeah. She then, like, kills all the other people with her FBI agents. She kills all of them and says that they didn't have the clearance for this. Yeah. Uh, uh, she's, like, covering up her involvement with Enchantress. All this is very unclear. It becomes a little bit more clear lately, but I finally, like, figured it out, like, this morning, what was going on. So I'll, we'll just talk about that now. So it seems to me, at least, that what they had planned was they had June, Dr. June, and Rick Flagg go plant a bomb inside, uh, specifically Enchantress, planted this bomb in the subway station with, like, two seconds to go off. And like She was supposed to bring it somewhere else. We don't know where she was supposed to bring it. Yeah. But she but was supposed to bring it somewhere else. The timer was set for two seconds, and she was supposed to, like, yeah, press start and then leave. Yeah, and unless we missed something in the movie, I don't know what the purpose of the bomb was. I just don't know. I don't know either. But, uh, so she uses it to blow up the subway station. But, well, she pl- puts it there and then, like, doesn't set it off, actually. No, yeah. She, she so was she supposed blow to blow something up, yeah. but she just runs off instead. Yeah, and that's when we find out she escaped and, like, Flag gives the call and Waller's like, uh-oh, what am I going to do about this? And did you see her, like, vigorously stabbing her heart? Yeah, trying to get her to stop. Trying to get her to stop, but yeah. she goes to her brother and her brother gives her power. Yes. And so she doesn't need the heart for right. the moment. Right. Yeah, it's just, and again, like, all of this goes back to, like, the fact she killed all these FBI agents, Waller, I mean, and the fact that she is just covering up her own mistakes, trying to control people who are just mentally ill and brain damaged. Or someone like Enchantress, who is just, yeah, this, she's not even a metahuman, really. She's yeah. just a, a supernatural she's like a, being. She's yeah. A, she's a god. Yeah. Yeah, like somewhere between ghost and god. Yeah. But anyways, that just, it shows how evil she is. She's the evil one in this movie. Yeah. She, she is the backstabber. She is the betrayer. And, and she's the manipulator. Yeah. She is like everything that like all the other main characters are supposed to be rolled up into one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so like Waller gets like shot down and like captured by Enchantress. Uh, another helicopter that's supposed to pick up. The, the Suicide Squad is hijacked by the Joker. He starts shooting him up, and this is when Harley makes her escape. Yeah, and somehow her nanite is what the explosive things in their neck are. Somehow hers got disarmed. There is a moment where the Joker goes back to, like, wherever they did that. Remember? Like, pretty early on in the movie. Oh. Him and his gang, like, infiltrated. So I think he, like, disrupted it somehow oh. during that. So that, that's at least explained. Yeah. Uh, so this is just another funny scene because, like, Deadshot refuses to shoot her. He like, yeah, he like well, misses. He, yeah, because while uh, whoever is like, um, yeah, you have to shoot her, like if you want like your freedom, if you want to see your daughter, you're like, oh okay, she's dead. But then purposely misses her. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and then another funny scene. She like comes up to the helicopter, and uh, she Joker says to her like, hey baby, I've got grape soda on ice and a bearskin rug waiting. I have no <laughs> idea what that means. I have, is that supposed to be sexual? Yeah. It feels like it. Probably. I have no, I have no way of translating what he just said. Bearskin rug sounds it, hot to th- me. Like, I guess they could have sex on it. And it's like, oh, it's like twisted because it's like a dead animal. I don't know. Probably. Okay. The grape soda thing. I'm like, what does that mean, dude? I don't know, man. Grape soda is underrated though. Or it gets a lot of flack. I don't really care for grape soda. Okay. Are you big on grape flavored things in general though? No. Yeah. Most grape flavored things I don't like. Grape soda is up there though. Yeah. Anyways. 
Uh, yeah, while they're taken down, uh, Deadshot finds this secret binder and finds out that Waller had like uh, this this whole thing with the bomb planned out, uh, and that it all backfired, and that's the reason why uh, she had to like they had to like go rescue her. Uh, this is a really great part of the movie actually because they just like like Rick Flag is obviously like just very defeated by all of this. They all just go to a bar. <laughs> yeah. Red flag doesn't at first. Dead, but Deadshot's like, this this is fucked up. Like I'm I'm going to get a drink. Yeah. They all just go to a bar and like and Harley Quinn's like at the back of the bar, like serving drinks and everything. We get Diablo's backstory, except we don't know why he has fire powers. We Maybe just, he was just born with them. I guess. Like what? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. No, that's what he said. Yeah. And uh but it, he killed his wife and his kids because he like uh acts out in anger. Uh, with his fire a lot. Like, it's very tied to his emotions. Yeah, the old lady pissed him off, so he just burned her. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Harley tells him to own it. Uh, Flag Flag comes in and discusses, like, how he loved Dr. Moon, uh, and, uh, like, destroys the chip thing so that he could, like, set these guys free if they want to. Yeah. Uh, this is another, this is probably the one part of the movie I'm like, okay, what is happening with, like, why, why are they doing this? Is, like, they all just say, like, nah, we'll go help you now. Yeah, I mean, the world's going to end anyway. So I guess might, that's it. They might as well go help. And, and Harley Quinn's like, what else do you have to do? That is not the attitude of any of these characters throughout the movie, though. No, it's not. Like, that does not match the situation. But I think that they are realizing, like, the world's going to end anyway, so... I guess, but they would, like, like that. Would they, though? Okay, maybe not. I don't know. Because, I mean, Desha has a daughter. They're not as chaotic, because I have to remind myself that, like, none of these characters are Heath Ledger Joker... Right. He's cha- an agent of chaos. And yeah. Like, like I said like, earlier, like, similar to ISIS. Like, yeah. the whole point is death and, and darkness. Yeah, like, these guys don't want to destroy the world. Yeah, they, they like being messed up and sick. Yeah. And hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we finally get to the climax of the movie. Oh, I would also say this, that compared to the other movies that are just, like, two hours of, I wouldn't even say dialogue or build-up, like, Batman vs. Superman is just, like, two hours of people running around. That's, like, our issue with the pacing and the cutting and things like that. Yeah. Uh, This movie at least doesn't have that. Like, I'm inside the movie the whole time. I realized, I, like, paused it after they, like, rescued uh, Amanda Waller and realized I was over halfway through the movie. I was like, oh, like, this has been, like, like pretty watchable for this reason. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, I don't have that much left. I feel, like, engaged still with it. Yeah. Yeah. It it had an appropriate pace for that. Uh, so we find out that the Navy SEALs and Croc are going and planting bombs, because Crocodile Guy is like, yeah, I know the sewer, I love the sewer. Yeah. I'll go like, plant You these. guys are just tourists. It's another, <laughs> yeah. it's another line, I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, no, he has a lot of funny stuff that's like, he's supposed to be like, yeah, like a hood guy, I think is his whole thing, like a guy who grew up in like the ghetto or something, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he like acts like, yeah, just like a guy from the Bronx and like tourists are coming into his town and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're finally at the, the building where Enchantress actually is now. Yeah. And they need to take out the brother first because he's the one giving her power. And so they have this bomb that they were supposed to blow up. Yes. And so now they're going to go through the sewer and plant it underneath where they're going to put the brother, like, lure him into that spot. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and so all these other characters besides Croc show up on land to where Enchantress is. Enchantress shows them, uh, like, what they all could have. Yeah, like, their, their, deepest, their deepest wants and desires. Yeah, so we see Deadshot has killed Batman. Yeah. I think it's funny that that's what he wants, and not the daughter. Not his, like, a relationship with his daughter. Yeah. 
uh, just Batman dead. Yeah. Uh, and that's, again, like, a lot of these characters are just more like Joker. Uh, that's the other thing I wanted to say about Joker is that, like, uh, uh, they should have had Jesse Eisenberg play Joker and had Jared Leto play Lex Luthor. Because Lex yeah. Luthor is a lot like Joker yeah. in this. And then Joker, like, is like something, but not the Joker. They yeah. should have just had Jared Leto, who can play already like a smug asshole, yeah, play be, Lex Luthor. That'd be a good swap. Yes. Yeah. It made perfect sense. And so a lot of these characters are just weirdly like the Joker in some ways. I would say Deadshot is also in some ways. Kind of. A little bit. He's, he like, they make him out to be like the, like, number one baddie against Batman. Well, he's only, he only wants to kill Batman because Batman put him in jail. I guess. Oh, yeah, true. So, yeah, Harley has a normal relationship with the Joker in this vision. Yeah. Uh, and has a family. Uh, Flag is with Dr. Moon. Uh, El Diablo is backed with his family. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, and uh, who wakes him up? Somebody, like, wakes him out of it. Oh, it's Diablo. Yeah, he's yeah, El Diablo is like, no, like, I, I already acted on this. There's no going back for me. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, like, that's a... I'm glad that this is the guy that, like, does that. Yeah. Um... So, they, like, say no. Uh, Enchantress, like, uses her power to, like, I'm not really sure what she's doing here. She's blowing stuff up around the world. She's, yeah, she has, like, a machine. That's yeah. The whole point of, of her evilness is she's building a machine because that's what seems to, to be, like, the new thing in the world is machines killing people. And so, yeah, she's taking, like, all the rubble from around the city and building this giant machine that sends out, like, electricity mm -hmm. beams, whatever. And... She's destroying all of these, like, super important military things, like, like, uh, satellites, yeah. ships, and the military's like, how the, how the hell does she know where all this is? And then we cut to, uh, Waller, she's hanging upside down with, like, little probes in her head, and that's how she's, <laughs> that's how the Enchantress knows where everything is. Yeah. She's being probed. It's just another one of those things where it's like, man, even, it, I'd say actually Enchantress, like, anarchist queen. You yeah. know, like, she, she is, like, way less evil than any of the other, like, supposed good guys throughout this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like, she wants, like, world domination here. So, like, it's yeah. not actually good, but along the way, she's going to, like, take out all these, like, access of evil type yeah. powers. Yeah. It's just interesting. Uh, uh, Enchantress, like, is doing this. Uh, Flag says, you know, we have to uh, 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 cut her heart out. Yeah, we have to kill the brother first and then cut her heart out. Yeah. Uh, and this is when... Uh, we see the, the Diablo guy, like, turns into... He can, like, turn into an, a, an, another ancient figure. Yeah. Like, I guess it would make sense if he was, like, Mayan. Because, you know, he's supposed to be like, Mexican. Yeah, he's so. kind of, like, fire god. Yeah, like a Mayan fire god or yeah. something. So that's kind of cool. It's just weird that he did this, like, the last second and that we had no idea well, he was he like never, this. because he never wanted to lose control again because he killed his family. Fair enough. And so he was always hesitant to use his powers. Yeah, him. he just went Super Saiyan on him. No he joke. Did, he did, yeah. <laughs> just Goku 100% yeah. on this guy. Deadshot was like, yeah, let that shit out. <laughs> yep, yep. So he's the one that corners the brother into that corner where the bomb is, and they set off the bomb, and it yeah. kills... It kills the brother, but it unfortunately kills uh, El Diablo as well. Yeah, because he's holding him there. Right, he's holding him there. Uh, this, there's also a scene here where Enchantress like uh, uh, tells like them, like, look, this world hates you. Like, yeah. Why not join me? Like, We can make a new world, and I'll let you live in it as yeah. like powerful beings. Yeah. And it's like, no, like at this moment, they would probably want to say yes, you know? Yeah. Like, they don't because of like altruistic reasons, really. So it's not really in line with the characters, I feel like. Yeah, and Harley Quinn is actually the one who manipulates her yeah. psychologically, like she's been taught how to do, I guess, by mm -hmm. the Joker. And, yeah, she's like, yeah, I'll join you. And then 
picks up the picks up the knife off the ground and cuts her heart out. Yep. Yep. And Waller, uh, uh, or Flag says, like, uh, I could, if you bring back June, I won't crush this heart. Yeah. After they've, oh, well, I guess before this, like, Croc throws TNT and Deadshot shoots it and it, like, destroys everything. Yeah, it destroys her machine. It destroys her machine, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Flag, like, says, I could crush this heart unless you gave me June back. And she, this is such an out-of-character line for her as well. She says something like, do it, you don't have the balls. Yeah. Or something like that. It's like, that. why would she, why would this ancient, like, ghost god say that? Yeah, she would never say that. <laughs> yeah. But he does it. And yeah. it, like, kills her. But fortunately, it also brings Dr. June back. Yeah. She, like, uh, kind of wipes herself off all the mud and dirt that Enchantress had on her. Yeah, and she said, she like, she's gone. Yep, she's yeah. gone. She's gone, it's me. Yay, so they get to be together happily ever after. Uh, Waller comes back at this scene and uh, promises 10 years off their prison sentences. Yay. With some requests. This is actually a really funny part. With well, the she requests. comes back because they were all going to leave. Right. And she holds up her little iPad. Yeah, with yeah. With all their... The nitron bombs yeah. or whatever. Nanite. Nanite, that's what yeah. it is. And, uh, uh, yeah, so they get all 10 years off their prison sentence. They're like, <laughs> LOL. Like that. <laughs> some of them probably have, like, 100 years in prison. They have, like, triple life sentences. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, 10 years off. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, okay, I guess. And so, uh, but they get some requests. So we get to see that, um... Deadshot gets to see his daughter sometimes. Well, the one time. Yeah, I guess yeah. the one time. Presuming, like, I think probably he might get to see her periodically now. Maybe. Uh, he did a really good job. I feel like that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, the croc guy says he wants B-E-T. <laughs> <laughs> so we see a scene with him in his sewer with, like, a 75-inch TV and, yeah, the one channel yeah, he's watching, on like, it. <laughs> yeah, like a rap music video. It's like, oh, man. Like, they get weirdly racist with him for some reason, I feel like. Just in that moment. Like, that's, yeah. that's the only, that's, like, the really racist thing. Yeah, there's the other moment in the bar I didn't mention that, like, uh, Harley Quinn says we're all really ugly and especially, or, like, they're, like, beautiful on the outside, ugly on the inside, except for you, Croc, you're ugly on the outside, too. He's like, not me, baby. I'm beautiful. <laughs> it's like, what? What? Who is this guy? Hey, at least he's got self worth. Yeah. Harley Quinn. Her request is an espresso machine, which is just—it's just funny. Yeah. Like, it is good. It's a really funny thing that she's locked in her cage, making espresso all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. And this is also at the very last scene of the movie is that uh, while she's like making a little coffee, uh, Joker breaks in. He's back. He 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 survived. Yeah. Um. And uh, he breaks her out. And, you know, we know that, uh, like, Joker is in Justice League here. Um, but also, uh, there's the Birds of Prey movie, movie that we have to watch later. That's, like, a, the Girl Suicide Squad movie. Uh-huh. We'll wait to see later. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the end of the movie. Uh, what a ride. Yeah. What a ride. I actually enjoyed this movie best so far. That, I don't want to say, I can't say that because this movie was so strange. And just like cringe. I mean, yeah, it was strange, but I, I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I, I. It is hard to say that I disliked it because, like, I just I could watch it and like bear the the overall mechanics of the film more mm-hmm. than any of these other movies. Yeah, I just like it because it's different. It's yeah. different than any other superhero movie out there, yeah. just because of how these people became who they were. Yeah, like they became who they have become who they are through. Not just because they always wanted to be like this, but just like their environments and like mm-hmm. just their circumstances. Like especially Harley Quinn. Like if she hadn't been a psychiatrist for the Joker, she probably would have lived yep. a normal life. Yep. No, it's it's again just going back to the realistic part is that yeah, this this is absolutely how criminals and just like the the rejects of society 
yeah. are, like, become who they are. Yeah, it's, it's a realistic portrayal of Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And a relatable one, too. Yeah. Like, you can put yourself in their shoes and be like, yeah, okay, I can see how they got to this point. Mm-hmm. I can see why they're crazy. Yeah, I just think it's funny after two movies about some of the most, like, lighthearted, good-doing, Boy Scout-type heroes in the universe, in, like, the Mar- or, uh, the DC universe. I guess, like, Batman doesn't quite fit that mold. Yeah. But, like, with Wonder Woman, Superman, uh, like, they're, they're, it's so dark and so, and so, yeah, just gritty and just, like, uh, uh, like a morally reprehensible-type character throughout the entire thing that the movie they made that finally fit that mold was one where they were just, like, here's some psychos. Yeah. Like, it finally worked, and it, it worked in this the, the most insane way possible. That we like, I was able to watch this movie and be like, no, compared to the other DC movies, this one is just more technically sound. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so those are my closing remarks. I wish I had something deep to say about that. I guess this is the only thing about these, this movie is that it, like, although it's ham-fisted and lame, the the Batman vs Superman movie and Man of Steel at least had like something deep to say. This movie has nothing deep to say. I mean, why should it? Why does it have to? I, yeah, no, it doesn't have to. Yeah. That was, like, kind of the formula of, of like, early Marvel movies before Marvel got self-serious. Yeah. Marvel has gotten a lot more self-serious. And there has, there has to be, like, so much more rhyme to reason on stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what I liked about this movie. It was straightforward, mm-hmm. like, bunch of psychos. That's it. Yeah. I guess the only thing, I, again, I have to say is that, that the most realistic part of this, again, this is not, like, intentional, I don't think, actually. is It's just a lightning in a bottle type thing is that... The most depraved, evil people um, amongst a group of, if you're comparing, like, people who work in government uh, or the Pentagon and people who are just, like, drags on society, the most evil people always be the people in the government. Yeah. <laughs> always. Or Every time. Always, always be the people trying to control them. Yeah. That's absolutely what happened here in this yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. That's all I got to say about all it. All right. Well, same here. So, uh, uh, thanks again for listening, everybody. Uh, what, what is our next movie? Um, isn't it... We're going to skip Justice League. We're going to skip Justice League and watch the Snyder Cut at the end. Because I don't think that we are going to get too many spoilers from Justice League. Because I think everything else afterwards is just, like, prequel type stuff. So let's see. Uh, oh, I can't look it up. Yeah, right here. So let's see. DC Extended Universe. Yeah, so 2017, uh, Justice League comes out. Oh, Wonder Woman will be next. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman comes out uh, that same year. Um... Which, I, I've seen it, and I, uh, I guess I kind of like it. Uh, I'm sure on a, re- a rewatch I'll find plenty of stuff to, to make fun of and, and just shake my finger at. But Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Bye. See ya.